Hi, this is David. Um, I'm in my squeaky chair. Um, one half of, of the pod. At the end of this episode, you'll know that we forget to thank this week's guest, our first guest. So, up top, uh, at the start, I suppose you could say, um, we're going to thank, uh, thank our guest here. So thank you to Alexander for being on this week. Um... Woo! Um, yeah. Paul, 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 Paul. That's the chant. That signifies Paul the cast is coming soon. Um, as in like three seconds. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to cut awkwardly into, into Gabe making a comment about the theme song starting here. Um, we have a whole cold open, but um, uh, this can lead into that, uh, I guess. Paul, Paul, it's the the crowd again. Um, yeah. So, only <laughs> you can tell I'm doing this off the cuff, and I'm vamping now because I was a Stewie Griffin impression I did by accident, um, as people often do. So yeah, here's Gabe making a joke about the theme song starting, and then the theme song will start, and we'll we'll get into the episode. Okay, thank you. Hi. Um, I'm actually recording this on a different microphone because I plugged my other microphone out. Um. I left some more audio in. Also, you might be able to hear the theme song from the Nintendo 3DS version of the NCIS video game. I'm playing it for for work-related reasons. Um, But yeah, okay, here's the rest of the pod. One thing I did realize starting this conversation is that you're back listening to the podcast to whoever's listening, but you are also listening to a third voice today. We have Mm. a guest who I've decided that our thing for guesting David will be like letting them introduce themselves. Yeah. I'm not introducing any guests. <laughs> That's just going to be our bit. It's just going to be like, okay, so who, who are you? Um, uh, so I'm handing it over. Who are you? I am Alexander, Alexander Gaither. I am a, a friend of both of you. I am a uh, sort of a, a, a business partner, um, an, an, an entrepreneur, uh, a producer, director, uh, millionaire dad about, um, man about town. You are one of our biggest supporters and one of our, our finest friends and also the co-CEO and I suppose CFO of podcast industries as well. Um, yes, I, I, and I, I'm, re- I'm really, I'm really uh, elated to have been brought on. I, I think it's a, it, it's a small business, but we are, we are growing very steadily. We, we, we've just gotten some capital from, from Sirius XM. Yeah. Yeah, great. As stuff, everyone great seems stuff. to be these days. Yeah. That or Spotify. E- even even though Sirius like seems to be like like losing radio stations across the, the, the world or, or the nation or, or something. I don't, I, I don't know. They're not, I don't know about this anymore. It's, it's more like, like three companies to hold it all. It's so it's so weird because I'll 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 see a a, a headline that's like, you know, so and so sells their podcast for Three hundred million dollars to Sirius, but then also Sirius XM like loses ten thousand stations. It's it's yeah. Well, what a silly world. They're releasing. They're replacing all the stations with just broadcasts of the person they just bought. Like it's just the station yes. goes, and then in its place, smartless media mm-hmm. will just be plastic. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, which depends on how you feel. Could could be a win. <laughs> could be a win. Sean Hayes asking questions, Jason Bateman asking questions, Will Arnett asking questions. You know, these this is journalism today. 
Mm -hmm. Now, it could also be like just audio of the three of them from other media. Like it could be a clip of Sean Hayes from The Cat in the Hat or Will Arnett from, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of brief brief interviews of hideous men, you know, or something. I was going to say, there's a lot of places you can go with Arnett. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Probably the most places of the three of them. I mean, he did, you know. He he did seventy episodes of of BoJack or or, or however many like he, he just played yeah, clips he, of BoJack the BoJack the the theme the theme music can play there if you're looking for some for some music time just because yeah okay so now that we've gotten banter out of the way I assume this is where David puts the theme song uh, it out loud don't get me wrong. I'm feeling calm, but I'm never relaxed. I feel it coming, but I'm holding it back. I'm on the edge, but I never attack. I'm straight off the moment, but I still come back like that. I'm a strong man, weaker than I once was. Reading brambles, still hard to handle. did last episode which is kind of a two topic uh two topic structure and so today's episode is all about context uh all about the stuff that isn't all 2011 that made all 2011 the all phenomenon all nominon that doesn't really work the paul nominon that it is i think paul nominon is pretty good paul nominon. <laughs> yeah you have you have you have like the a in there so it kind of it kind of works I think he just got to, I think I had to lean into it more. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. immediately doubt it. But yeah, so we're going to kind of look at the context, which in two parts is going to be first, we're each going to, uh, we're just going to talk about some stuff that happened outside of the movies. And then in the back half of the episode, we're saving the movie talk for, for later. And we're going to talk about uh, 2011 in film, but we're going to draft them and we'll get to those rules as it comes. Um, so to the first part about context, um we've each prepared prepared people who are listening won't see that i did air quotations but maybe they could hear it um we've each prepared uh, a little presentation about something that isn't movies uh just to you know set the scene for 2011 what was going on before we do any of that i should ask because we are still the podcast and i'm kind of jumping back and forth here we have a guest uh, we know the host's relationship to Paul 2011, but we should ask the guests, and then we'll and then we'll move on from Paul 2011 for the rest of the episode. So, Alexander, Paul 2011, what does it mean to you? So, th- this is a very loaded question because this also kind of dovetails into what was important to me in 2011, uh, which which what one and one of the things was 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 seeing Paul like Paul 2011. So. I for, so for for context, I would have been nine years old in 2011. I was in I would have been in I think 
third grade, maybe what, 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 when it was coming. Yeah, I was in uh, six. I think. Yeah, I was twelve. Like I was roughly around six, probably something like that. So yeah, that checks out. I I would have been nine, and so 14. I I was not like I I was I wasn't like I wasn't like I wasn't like you know keeping up with stuff in the way that I am now because I was because uh, I was a child. But uh, but I, I see but but I, I begin seeing promos and trailers for this movie called Paul, which was uh, which was you know which was Seth Rogen as this as this you know swearing uh, smoking alien. And I, I think this this looks incredible. I need to see this immediately. And I, I was also, I had also, I had also seen Shaun of the Dead like really too early before I could have understood what it was riffing on. I was like, I I love these, I love the, I love these two guys. I will I, I will watch anything they do. And so so I, I discover it it opens it opens like the day after my birthday. My my, my birthday is March seventeenth. Paul opens Paul opens um. Paul opens on March 18th and I am I, 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 I go to my parents I ask like hey there's there's this movie called Paul um it it it, it, it looks great um could 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 we see it? like could could it act as my as my birthday as my birthday party because my what I would usually do is like I would my my birthday party would like coincide with a a movie that was coming out in this like the, like the general sort of time bracket like um like like for right the year prior was um it was the first uh diary of a Wimpy kid movie um the year before was um crap i can't remember but 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 you know so and and um and my dad says like yeah sure why not and i i also do not say that that, that it's rated r or that it's you know like a that there's like you know like copious amounts references like marijuana and whatnot and like so i i tell i tell friends i tell friends at school about it they're excited they they also know that, that it is rated r and they're in it and 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 they're like oh you know i can't believe your parents are, 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 letting, are letting you go see this this is gonna be so fun and um and you know and, and like and like a you know, couple days couple days before um I think, uh, like my, um, I say, like, hey, what time are we go are, are, are we going to see it? And then my, and then like, and then my, 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 I think, I think, I think my mom says, like, hey, we we heard from another one of the parents that like it that like we were that we were shocked that like we were we were letting you, you know, you and your friends see a rated R movie, and you know that's not okay. You need to you need to do something else. And I was. I was inc I was incredibly upset. I was I was I didn't like I didn't throw a tantrum, but I was I, I was but I was very like I, I was I was very pouty. And you were in grade three though. Like I say, I'm saying grade three. Even though Americans say third grade, you were in grade three. Like I wouldn't have been shocked if you threw a tantrum. Like, but I, but I, it was sort of like an. Uh, I mean, I I think I knew deep down that I I couldn't have I couldn't end up getting away with it. But I was like. I guess I've been found out. I'll, I'll treat something else. And so, um, so we did. Um, we did Mars Needs Moms instead, and then and that led to um, two of the people I invited uh, not speaking to me uh, for, for 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 a little bit. Um, it was yeah. yeah. 
what did you think? Like, I was looking, because we'll talk about this later when we do 2011 in film, but that release weekend of March 18th, March 11th, those are some some crazy weekends. But it's when really, did you end up seeing really, I So I didn't end up seeing Paul until, like, I think three or four years later on cable. Like, it, it was one of those... It was one of those movies that like Universal sold for a bunch of money to to some cable channels, and so it, it would just get played all the time. And it's really well that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and so like so years later, I'm 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 I see it on demand, and I'm like, oh hey, I I never ended up watching it. I want I wonder if it's any good. So I I do so I do watch it, and I think oh this is this is fine. Like the, I, I I think I was like. If I were, because I would have been like maybe thirteen or fourteen at this point, I um, I, my thought was like, if I were, you know, if I if I, if I would have seen this at, at at you know age nine, I I would have this this would have been my my favorite movie for 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 a few months. But um, but yeah, so I don't so I don't think about it for another I don't know several years, and then I'm trying to remember like like. It's Paul is Paul is Paul is strange because it it's a movie that becomes like where the, the title becomes a punchline like 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 it don't like it's a movie that that only exists as a bit to do um, you know like it it has no other sort of legacy which is um, what, we yeah. disagree <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's um, not a bit this is the movie. Good move. This is, I mean, I mean, it's it's always interesting, David. David, you want to take it away from here? <laughs> I yeah, I I I I, 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 I do kind of agree that like Paul, the movie. If you were to ask someone today, um, and this is up to us to change, I think, Gabe. If you were to ask him today, like Paul, the movie, they would probably first ask why you were talking to them because you don't know them and you'd be like well you know I just want to, you seem like someone looks Paul the movie I don't know um, then they would say oh the one with the alien oh um, I assume they would think as well that it was, made, it was made by Edgar Wright and that it was probably you know I, uh, I think people don't remember Paul and when they do it is definitely a thing of like oh you know well they didn't they kind of misfired with that one you know yeah i think there is, movie. there is definitely the bit of a like of a name like just the fact that it's just it's just paul, paul. it's like they dropped it's like they dropping dropping the the from facebook it's like it's just it's paul just is cleaner paul. like there is a little bit of that and there is a little bit of like um i think there's a little bit of memory hole just in terms of it being an edgar wright thing but it's actually a greg Matola thing mm -hmm. it being you know more about this than about than about that, and what it actually is is kind of this uh, figment of everyone's individual imagination, which is kind of fun. But also, you know, that's what we're here for, David. As he said, is it's a uh, this is this is Paul twenty eleven. Gotta talk about it. Okay, with that, uh, we can shift from Paul talk to non Paul talk and talk about uh, twenty eleven in context. So. I feel like we we just made Alexander talk a bunch, so it's a good place to start somewhere else. David, do you want to start with your presentation? Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's, it's giving me flashbacks to when I had to give a presentation in college, 
and uh, I would walk up there being like, I have a, I have a great PowerPoint, you know, I'm, I'm going to rock it. And then I'd like start, I'd realize that like, oh, I'm getting a presentation and then I'd completely crumble. Um, this is kind of stepping on my own toes because by now you'll be able to listen to, but you know, no, yeah, I'll, at some point you listen to this thing called Gamer Era, uh, when talk about games, and this is kind of stepping on that. It's a look at a certain moment in, because we don't really talk about gaming that much on this because it's much more movie focused. Um, a look at the fallout of the launch of Nintendo 3DS because I was all in on the 3DS at the time. Um, and looking back, it is kind of crazy what happened. So they launched, so E3, which is like the big, it was, sorry, the big, like kind of, you know, convention where developers would show up. Like, you know, Xbox would have like a, a, a conference where they talked about like, you know, here's a new Xbox, uh, Sony would, and then Nintendo would as well. It's It's gone now. But E3 in 2010, Nintendo have like this big presentation. They have like uh, the new Zelda game. They have the new Metroid game, the new Kirby game. They have a GoldenEye reboot. And then they end with the official like premiere of the Nintendo 3DS. Um, and they're like, this is like the revolution in gaming. You know, this is the new big thing. It's glasses free, 3D, in your hands, portable. It has these like 3D graphics. It has this AAA library of like, you know, Kingdom Hearts. It's gonna be Kingdom Hearts. It's gonna be like the end of the, like the conference. Like we're gonna have like the new Kingdom Hearts. We're gonna have like an Assassin's Creed. We're gonna have like Batman games. We're gonna have Metal Gear Solid. We're gonna have Saints Row. Although when they announce like the Saints Row thing, the the crowd actually laughs at, like at them. Square Enix, including Kingdom Hearts, THQ, Electronic Arts. It's really awkward, and that game never came out because obviously there was no point. Um, but like they they announced this like big you know coming library. There's like uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, which is just like visual, like massive visual thing. It looks so great. Um, and then they announced that okay, the 3DS at least in Ireland is going to be two two hundred seventy nine ninety nine euros, and the launch library was fifteen games. Three of them were the same game because it was three Nintendo Dogs games. Um, two of them were racing games that had like no like discernible difference whatsoever in terms of like content. They're just like it was Ridge Racer 3D and Asphalt 3D. Um, there was a Lego Star Wars game, but it was a Clone Wars, so no one was really you know into the idea of playing through the cartoon. Um, Pilot Wins Resort, which I think is a good game, a Street Fighter game, Street Fighter Four, Super Street Fighter Four 3D. Um, there's that, and then there was stuff like all this other stuff. But the point was that like the, th- like the 3DS was like such a big, big promising thing, and then that launch window completely killed any. Let's talk Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings Resort is such a good game. It's so it is yeah. It's it's so one good. of the few games I like. I bought a 3DS pretty yeah. quickly. It was like I don't remember if I convinced someone for a holiday gift or whatever. I chipped mm-hmm. in and all that. Yeah, Pilot Wings Resort was like the first purchase with it. And it ended up being one of the only, like, I'm not too much of a gamer, but it ended up being one of the only purchases I made with it. I was like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. The problem is, and it's a problem that that game has, that like when you're like that age and you're playing it, you don't really care because it's like, oh, this is a cool game where you're like flying around this island. So many of those games are so like slight in terms of like content that like you can finish most of them within like an hour, two hours tops. Um, and so you're paying like almost 300 euro or like $300 for 
a system that is like giving you a top like two hours of entertainment. Do you still have your? I do. You had it through like. I have this launch 3ds in my hand. I have mine also, and not here. I don't have it here. Mm -hmm. But I I um, also spent quite a bit of money on a an upgrade last year because this started to be a bit kind of finicky, and also I wanted to take advantage of something that I'm not allowed to talk about because legally it might be something that gets us into trouble. Um, But to know how badly this went for Nintendo. So it launches like March or February, whatever, that much money. By, um, I think, July. Yeah, July. By July, it was down from, in America, it was $249.99 in March. In July, they cut the price to $169.99. So within like three months, it's already been discounted. Um, Which, in hindsight, was a great move because immediately they're back on their feet they're like you know they're hitting home runs they're not to steal from what i assume you're presenting on gabe they're hitting home runs they're 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 really they're they're running to the first second third base they're getting home they're doing you know they're knocking out of the park which like every other release but like they still can't get away from the fact that they launched this system with a library that just wasn't there and it almost took them out yeah uh, how do you think that it? How do you think that that affected Paul 2011's box office sales? I think people would have if if they have released a Paul 2011 game for the 3DS, or because Nintendo were releasing trailers like 3D trailers, so, so you could watch on the 3DS and like little Shrek short films as well. If a Paul trailer had ended up on the 3DS, I think they would have had to cancel Paul completely because the taint of having to be on the same system as uh, something like uh, Splinter Cell Ghost Recon 3D, which is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life because it's like a mobile game that has like every single control mapped to the touchscreen. So you have to like hold it really awkwardly to move it around. I think Paul would have been destroyed if it had been any way connected to this piece of hardware in my hand, which uh, I have dropped. I dropped it on the road once because I used it as an MP3 player for a while and um they completely scratched up the the corner right here you can't really see it um i almost i almost cried myself to sleep when that happened because so i was like i've broken my my, my one of my friends uh, for those listening for those listening when david said you can't really see it uh david was showing us mm-hmm. the 3ds we could, camera and for the record we could not really see it mm. can you see that though the the the, the serial number and barcode are completely uh, wiped off the glare on the screen is is like totally whiting it out like we, we, we is, can't we truly can't see anything it is really white white out anyway like the, the glare okay. is just, just and then yes easy. we can yeah <laughs> alexander you were gonna say something um i was saying the the magic of seeing paul in in three dimensions uh, too like re- really would have you know completely ruined the experience because paul was not as we all know a film presented in 3d mm-hmm. um and it was like right in the peak of that, like Avatar just hit. Let's go crazy yeah. with 3D craze, and it, it would have been interesting to see like an R-rated, like just R-rated mm-hmm. comedy in 3D. There's just no budget for that, obviously. Paul, Paul would have st- and, Yeah, and, and and I do. I'm sure there were, there were conversations of like, what if we of like, what if we did like a, a hasty post conversion job for Paul? Yeah. But like, yeah, but but also like it was, yeah, it was like. 
the peak had happened. It was it was already kind of on, kind of on its way out. So yeah. they should have done it just for Paul, like just the character yes. Paul. Yeah. Like everything, everything else is, is the same. It's just yeah. but like Paul is, is, on, is, Paul is fully is... just bulging out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would have worked. Like I think that one would have been funny. Imagine okay, everything's two D. You get the scene where like like Paul's like lighting up a, a joint, and he hands a joint to you through the screen. You, I mean, that would have the beloved viewer. Yeah, that would have been. You would have. Everyone would have lost their minds. It would have been the best picture material. Uh, uh, just imagine Paul. the scene, right? Everyone's sitting there. You know, they're all watching Paul try to resuscitate this bird. But that bird, and he, and Paul are in the theater with you. Yeah, they're on screen, and then like it's everyone's kind of eyes are on the center of the theater, and in the center of the theater, kind of just floating there, <laughs> is Paul resuscitating a bird. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a 3DS. That's your 3DS. That's a 3DS. presentation. Okay, should we shift it on over? So I can talk uh, next. I've got a little presentation about, as David did, some baseball talk. Um, 2011. I mentioned earlier, I was 12 years old, and it's kind of like the. It's not that the Blue Jays won the World Series. It's not that they like. It's it wasn't that big in terms of like local significance. But as a baseball fan who was always interested in what was going on elsewhere, I had a couple of teams um, I really liked. For whatever reason, I really liked Tampa Bay, um, for one. And I was paying attention to what was going on around uh, the MLB world. And so kind of late 2011, September comes towards the end of the regular season, and Tampa Bay is about 10 games behind making the playoffs. And in the other league in the National League, St. Louis is about 10 games out of making the playoffs as well. And by the end of that month, it was a crazy month of baseball um, that ended with like a really crazy final day where things had to go right for these teams to make the playoffs. And all of a sudden, uh, Tampa Bay uh, makes it, St. Louis makes it, these other two teams, Atlanta and Boston, they collapse, they fall out. When Boston falls out of the playoffs, to me, that's always funny. Atlanta, I didn't really care about that, what was going on there. And so we've got this crazy baseball season where now all of a sudden these teams make make the playoffs. And in particular now, Tampa Bay kind of does okay. Um, whatever. But St. Louis, who made this this playoff, this playoff situation on the last day, they make a run to the World Series. And they make a run to the World Series uh, behind a player named David Freeze. Freeze being F-R-E-E-S-E, not like freeze, like stop. Not that kind of freeze which would be cool. But David Freeze goes on like the run of his lifetime, like during the playoffs. It's just this guy who's like a good third baseman just takes over the world, basically. He wins. The, uh, there's three rounds once they make the playoffs, at least at this point. They've added playoff teams since. You have the division series, you have the championship series, you have the world series. Freeze wins both the championship series MVP and the world series MVP. And in particular... The World Series should like comes down to kind of to game six. St. Louis has made it. They're playing against Texas. Texas has been there uh, you now two years in a row. It's twenty. It's the twenty eleven World Series. Texas lost the year before. They're up three two in the series. They're about to win two strikes on David Freeze in the ninth, and he hits a triple over the head of the right fielder, scoring the tying run. And, send, and then eventually sending the game to extra innings. There's some back and forth. And then David Freeze hits the walk-off home run to win them the game. 
send it to a game seven that they won pretty handily. So for all this presentation, it's mostly just a story about a few different teams and crazy baseball season that I was really invested in. But in particular, just to kind of situate where I was, I was, I remember so distinctly staying up to watch game six uh, with my dad and, you know, this crazy game, Joe Buck, the, the announcer ends it. He goes calling the game kind of like his, his dad called his similar game, you know, 30 years ago. We will see you tomorrow night. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. And I remember so distinctly that the next night I was going to stay up to watch game seven with my dad and I was exhausted from the night before and just fell asleep. <laughs> so it was like this crazy baseball season. I was like all over the place. You know, these games start late on the East Coast. They end late on the East Coast, especially baseball games, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And game six was like the most incredible baseball game I'd ever watched back and forth. Big home runs, big hits, you know, clutch play. Um, and then game seven was like, you know, it's just another baseball game. I fell asleep. I woke up a little, a lack of sleep. Um, I don't know how much baseball chat we can do. We can do 3DS talk, but I don't know how much baseball chat you two are equipped for. But uh, that's 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 it for me on baseball. I mean, I play a lot of baseball on the Wii. Um, uh, Wii Sports or yeah, other... Uh... Wii Sports. Um, I also played real-life baseball in uh, in PE a lot. Um, I was I was never really good at it, but like, you know, when you tell me there's a guy called David Freeze, I'm like, you know, David, David, you know. You're I, thinking I David Freeze, like, stop playing baseball. David yeah. Freeze. Yeah. David Freeze uh, sounds cool, literally, because his name is Freeze. And David Freeze, he then ended up playing for teams I liked more than St. Louis. Like, I didn't particularly like the St. Louis Cardinals this, mm -hmm. this year. And later on, I was like, oh, wasn't it so cool? He's on my, like, he's on my favorite team. Not even my favorite team that he'd be on. He was on one of the teams I liked. And I was like, mm -hmm. God, he's so cool. But it was just because, you know, there were even other players I liked more at that time. But it's that kind of thing where, especially like a player like that, you spend two months kind of making your, like, your legacy which is the crazy thing about sports. Okay. Alexander, we have five minutes left on this 40-minute Zoom meeting that usually marks our first segment. <laughs> would you like to present now? <laughs> or would you like to start and then see if we need the rest of the time? Uh, we can start and see if I need more. I can... Mine's... So I was... when I, In 2011, I... So I'm, you know, I'm a child. I don't really have any... like. My main thing is movies. I don't really have other interests besides that. But the one thing that sort of like the new part of my world that really is cracked open is is like is is Glee and the, and through that network television. Like it's it's around the time of when my my parents are like a little more lenient about like what I get to watch. I mean, I mean, I still have to like watch stuff with them, but it's still like, but like I, I I'm I'm being exposed to more adult themes and situations and through and so so they start watching glee i start watching with them glee at this point is like is is writing extremely high but like you can feel it start start to start to get kind of creepy uh, kind of creaky and and you know about to fully collapse like have, have either of you ever watched glee or like are aware I'm, of like i watched a little glee yeah. this has a i have a follow-up question about this which yes. uh like uh let's put it this way do you think Paul would have saved Glee? 
I, you know, I, I really think so. Cause like there's a, Glee did a lot, pulled a lot of very silly, very, very, um, uh, um, sort of, re um, world breaking stunts, uh, and it's time. And, and I, and I think a, a guest appearance from Paul where Paul gets to sing a few songs, maybe does, maybe, do, maybe does, maybe does some, some choreography, maybe gets to interact with, uh, with Sue Sylvester. I, I, I think that really could have, you know, you know, could have saved the show in the long run. That brings up a follow-up question, which is if he interacts with Sue Sylvester, do you think he like goes, Oh, you look a lot like this woman from. Almost. Certainly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What, what songs do you think Paul could have, like we're sidetracking the conversation. I'm sidetracking it, but what do you think? <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Paul you're could have sung? I think that like they would do so, so. What what Glee would often do was like they would they would they would theme the the episodes like performances around a certain either a certain genre or an artist or an album and like I think they would just do Paul night so they would obviously do like you know they they would do some Paul McCartney some some Wings but also like they would do some some Paul some um some Paul Stanley some, you know some, some Kiss um but also but 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 also they would they would just, but also I, I think they would just do you know uh, they would do Crap! Now, now I'm now I'm trying to pull other. Oh, Paul Simon. Paul, Paul Simon, Simon would be a big one. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul, and, Paul uh, Simon Paul Peg. Yeah, Paul Simon Peg. Yes. And uh, Paul Oakenfold. They, they would they would do um they would do yeah they they, they would just do like a um a, a dance performance to a Paul Oakenfold remix. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I I'm trying to think. Paul related questions. I don't know if I have any more, but I did um, have good karaoke for the week. I, I I have one for you actually, because we can ask you. Oh, you have a Paul um, question. How would Paul it. have improved that baseball season? Oh, great great question. Uh, Paul would have not improved that baseball season. Like <laughs> Paul would have shown up, we would have been like, "What's this alien doing here?" <laughs> um, Paul would have probably improved that baseball season just by the nature of like, oh, if you had like a couple of, you know, ESPN uh, Sunday Night Baseball, like guest commentaries, um, you know, sideline reporting type deals, where it's just like, you know, here's some like wisecracks from our alien friend, Paul. Like, I think that would have really helped. I don't no. know if Paul would be good at baseball. I, 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 I have a Paul related question for this. How would they present Paul in the... Like, as a comic, would he would he just be a voice? Would he be like a physical, you know, three model that is that is rendered into the footage? Great question. I think it's like um, when they had Ted present at the Oscars. Yeah. Yes, th th that is Gabe. That is that is exactly what I what I was picturing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's some kind of hologram business, but but yeah. but, he, but he is like yeah yeah, and it's him, right? Like they they're using you know they've got footage with him up in. Uh, mm -hmm wherever he is now and so they kind of call him out uh, i don't think rogan does it but they have a very good rogan sound effect. yeah yeah the video game has rogan but for some reason this they couldn't get him like that kind of thing yeah that brings us to the end of our discussion but maybe it won't be you'll find out after this old commercial break don't go away the podcast we'll be right back people always tell you to follow your dreams i'd like to take over glee club you want to captain the titanic too what they don't tell you my gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star is how much it can hurt 
Some people have it. Very talented. Really? I would know I'm very talented too. Some people don't. You think this is hard? I'm living with hepatitis. That's hard. But every star has to start somewhere. I don't want to be the guy that just drives around throwing eggs at people. That was you. From Ryan Murphy, the creator of Nip Tuck, comes a new series about the pursuit of glee. Is she going to diva out after every rehearsal? Probably. Flee. Special preview Tuesday, May 19th on Fox. You can take your green monster, your Dodger Blue, and your ghosts in the Bronx. I want history. That team under the arch has a lot of it. From greatness that was dizzying, to Hornsby and the man, to intimidation personified by a machine. They have quite a past in St. Louis. Ten world championships and a baseball city that rivals all others. I'll take that every time. So, oh, I'm taking off. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. The mountains, the waterfalls, the clouds in the distance. It's actually making me move forward and sideways. I'm about to hit one. Oh, gosh. The jetpack thing is excellent. I love the way when you accelerate, his legs start dragging back from behind as well. That's really clever. And I've just crashed and ejected out of the plane. <laughs> Pilot Wings Resort, only on Nintendo 3DS. You're watching The Podcast. And now back to The Podcast. Before we get going into the movie discussion, uh, is there any lingering thoughts, last kind of discussion points we want to bring up about context that might help even frame this part of things? I um, I would say 2011 is like like the is like the year I started like really getting serious about like I my thing is movies like with a capital M like I I try to watch everything even though I am like. I can't see anything that, that that's PG thirteen or R or like not with my parents, you know. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, David, anything you'd like to add that frames this conversation we're about to have? And like, um, light? are you at, like add context for us, if you will? Do I have anything to add? I might actually have something to add, which is that. Um... No, I, I, I don't. I'll just say, just to this point, is just in terms of where I am age-wise, I'm kind of in the middle of the two of you. Mm -hmm. um, this was the year where it kind of starts to pivot from, like, from kids' movies only to, for me, to, like, you know, a few more kinds of things. Um, for example, uh, this is the year of, I remember, this is the year of Moneyball. This is the year of the Descendants, which I saw in theaters. I uh, just rewatched, so I have a you know fresh mind on that thing. Um, and this is the year of Paul. Right, Paul was big for that. Speaking of those three movies, two of those movies are off limits in what we're about to do. Mm -hmm. We're about to draft uh, teams of 2011 movies that aren't Paul, and also as has been inducted into our Paul Cast Hall of Fame, Moneyball. Uh, neither Paul nor Moneyball can be selected. The way this works, we'll go around. We're each going to pick uh, a movie representing a three-month period uh, in the year 2011. So when you look at the Wikipedia page for 2011 in American films, you've got January to March, April to June, July to September, and October uh, through to December. 
And so we each are going to pick one movie that represents those three months. When someone else uh, picks a movie from a particular month, that month is off the board. So if David picks a January movie, uh, neither Alexander nor I can pick a January movie as well. We've got to pick February or March. Um, how would we like to decide? Well, let's maybe our guest goes first. Yeah. Picks. We'll go guest David. I'll let you go second, and then we'll do a snake. So that uh, that work for everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me pull up this Wikipedia page. Like I have notes, but let me pull up this Wikipedia page anyways. So I Alexander, over to you. I think so. Um, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with a movie that was that was also um in the same sort of release soup as as Paul, but like but um uh, I, I did not like I did not really consider seeing until like I think it, I think it, I think until it came out on 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 you know VOD and 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 home media. I'm going to go with Rango. Excuse me, Mister Spirit, sir. Ah, there's a butte. Sometimes you gotta dig deep to find what you're looking for. So you made it. Is this heaven? Yeah. If it were, we'd be eating Pop-Tarts with Kim Novak. Uh, Gore Verbinski's Rango, um, starring Johnny Depp, Isla Fisher, um, Abigail Breslin, I believe, uh, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Alfred Molina, um, Bill Nye. It's a, it's a, uh, have you, have either of you seen Rango? I, I did see Rango in theaters at the time. I remember seeing Rango. It's been years. I don't think I've seen it since, honestly. Rango? Yeah. No, I was going to say, I saw it. Um, I actually don't know when. I, I think I saw it like 2015 on Netflix, I think. Rango has a bit of like the inceptioned into my brain vibes. Like just in terms yeah. of like, yeah, it was out and I saw it in theaters, but like, do I remember it? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a thing that like, has always existed mm-hmm. like that kind of thing i don't know why <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a really rango is a it's such a it's such an odd movie because it was i mean one because it because it because it, it's verbinski just doing a wholly new thing post pirates but preload ranger and that and the weird deads in between between those but but also like it is like you know towards the absolute peak of of johnny depp before you know, he just sort of fully falls off. But it's a, mm-hmm. it, it was a, um, it was a movie I was, I was really obsessed with for, for a number of months, but like couldn't really put to words why. Um, it's a very funny, very like writerly, um, but, 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 but at the same time, very goofy, like acid Western about like hero mythology and, and, and acting and like, why we know these things are why why we know these these kinds of things are why that is the reason that brings us to them in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the, the 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 vocal performances are are, are are across the board really great. It's it's all it's uh, like I believe one of one of Dead Beatty's last performances, but also you've got like Harry Dean Stanton showing up, Ray Winstone, uh, Bill Bill Nye is is a rattlesnake whose tail is a machine gun and it fucking rules. Um, <laughs> you, You've also got you've also got Stephen Root. You've got um, you've got like go Birmingham for for a second. It's a um, it's a it's a very um, it's it, even though it was a it was nominally a kids movie like but but it is it, it is like but it is like a very hard PG thirteen. It did feel like oh I am I am you know getting a glimpse of like a more adult world which is 
which is demented because because this was a this was a this was technically a a Nickelodeon picture. Um, like, it's this also is, this one is of like, those things that's nice when you cast the way you've just listed all those people. Like other than Depp, like you're just getting like a kind of a deep bench of character character guys and especially now the animated movies they make for kids it's just got to be like 20 a-lists like mm -hmm. it, yeah. it doesn't like it doesn't fill out the world the way that this that yeah. this one does uh at least when i'm looking at the cast and what you mentioned um it's really besides death there's like no one i mean there, there's plenty of good people but there's no one who is like a a real sort of like marquee movie star yeah yeah so that was that's our march is off the board which means yeah. such movies as Mars Needs Moms is off the board, Limitless is off the board, Diary of a Wimpy Kid Roger Rules is off the board, The Adjustment Bureau is off the board, The Adjustment Bureau being off the board. Uh, I haven't seen The Adjustment Bureau. Looking at the cast here, uh, Michael Bloomberg is listed. Um, he sure is, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to see he, The Adjustment Bureau, not... Well, actually, I sh I'll come out and say it. I support Michael Bloomberg for president. Like, I was a big... I learned the I learned the dance, um, the whole thing. I was big on the Bloomberg train. Okay, people may be able to tell that I'm lying just a little, but uh, Bloomberg is here. James Carville is listed as in the as in the cast. Uh, a bunch of other political consultants, so and stock exchange people. So I don't know what's going on in the adjustment bureau, but I'm going to have to find out. Carvel and uh, Mary Madeline too. Um, yeah, I, I see here Mary Madeline, Betty Betty yeah. Lou, who's the executive vice chairman of the stock exchange. That being said, uh, March is off the board. Alexander has chosen Rango. Um, our second pick. Here comes David back to the seat. Sorry, March I is off the board. Me. January or February? Where are you going? Um, I'm going with February. Um, I'll tell you why I'm going with February because this is something we've talked about before. Um, I was perusing this list last night because I was like, I want to, you know, I want to, I'm like one of those people who camps out before a, a shop opens. I want to make sure I know exactly where I'm going. Um, and I noticed that February had the release of one Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. film we've talked about before uh, of course uh more too uh, ludicrous um but no there's nothing ludicrous about picking this film for this, this <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> so anyway um yeah i've never seen this film as i said before and um i keep meaning to like finally sit down i think we should probably talk about uh, a, like an actual episode because i think we should it, give it its own episode it feels important I, to the lore 
at this point. I think there's, there's also enough there. You can, you have a lot of different avenues to, 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 to go down if you do it. Mm-hmm. I've also got the Canadian angle. Mm-hmm. You can go visit Stratford or something. I know it's true. It, it's yeah. Stratford's own, yeah. It's yeah. me going to Stratford and just like touring Stratford. <laughs> like an episode of our... Is his like old house must be some kind of tourist attraction, right? Like some, somebody must be operating. I don't that. know. But I could go just go see a play and then like in, sure. in passing do something else. Okay, this leaves me limited on the uh, list of American films of twenty of twenty eleven list. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of choices here. You know what? I haven't seen it. When I I was looking at two options here, one of them said is a 2010 film, but I guess it got released in January, so I'm not going to count that. Mm-hmm. That was Barney's version, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen and I won't pick because it says is a 2010 Canadian film. Mm-hmm. But I will pick another movie I haven't seen, uh, which has its Canadian connection of its own. I'm going to choose The Green Hornet. Sit with me, Cato. Tell me your tale. I was born in Shanghai. You know Shanghai? Mm. Love Japan. My parents died when I was four. And until I was 12, I lived in an orphanage. Sorry, my mom died when I was young, too. What, uh, what happened after that? Let me and a few friends ran away and lived down the street. How'd you start working for my dad? Tell me that. I work in a garage. Okay. And one day, your father came in with a 6.5 Chrysler. I know the car well. He was so happy with my work. Then he offered me a job. I said, yes. The coffee, how'd, how'd that come about? He used to always say, no one could ever make me a good cup of coffee. Good impression. So I built him the coffee machine. Well, you make one damn fine cup of coffee, sir. Want to see something cool? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it. It does currently hold a place on my, this must be good, like this could be good list. Like mm-hmm. I think this is going to be good. Someone's going to tell me it's not. Alexander, you're going to tell me it's not good. No, no, no. I, I'm gonna. I will. I will have to defend Green Hornet. It's a good. It's a. It is a. It is a real weird mix of uh, like mix of mix of mix of tones and like it's it it's kind of like an ungainly mess. But like that is that is the fun of it. Like there is like there is stuff in it that 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 cooks that. It, but it, it that is mostly the the Michelle Gondry of it all. Like there is a, like a kill to a gimmick where we go into like, quote unquote, like we, we go into Cato vision where we see, where we see like what uh, Brit reads like a Cato sees when he's like, you know, beating up bad guys where everything just sort of like, like goes into like 15 different directions. It's really, it's like really wild stuff that like only comes back a handful of times. And yeah, it's a, I will, I mean, Green Hornet also, I think, like maybe worth an episode on, on its own, just just in terms of like the the well, amount of Seth context for this. Right? It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen connection to Paul twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to look at like yeah. the plan is later in the the podcast to kind of get into these little min, like kind of mini series type things, just kind of looking at Greg Matola, the the Peg Frost connection, Edgar Wright's kind of tangential connection to the whole thing, Rogan. We should just do a Jolo Trulio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, but like the whole filmography <laughs> every he, bit part he's been in enough movies to necessitate that i think it's he's definitely also done like a little bit like we have he did super like super bats kind of an important yeah. part of the the all 2011 story um cool. okay let me go we're gonna go we'll go snake on this thing uh which means i'll pick 
next. And as I'm looking here, I'm going to take an April movie. I'm going to take Fast Five. I got 100,000 says I can take you all in the next quarter mile. Yeah, you broke gas, it's got 100 grand. We pull off this job, I will. The next two lights, 100,000. We don't pull this job off, we're probably dead anyway. Let's make it a million. I like that. All right, million dollar quarter mile. All right then. Only live once. Let's do it. What do you say, Don? We talking or we racing? Just don't cheat this time. Gotta let that go. I did not see Fast Five at the time. The first time I saw Fast Five was just a couple years ago. Um, I don't know what I would have thought about Fast Five in grade 12. Definitely wasn't my vibe then, um, just in terms of like where I was movie watching wise and kind of still still am. Like it's a cool movie, good movie, probably the best The Rock performance uh, that we've got and we're maybe gonna get, we'll see. Um, kind of an arguably, yeah. And uh, and it's just a fun movie. And also now Fast 10 brings Fast 5 back into the fold in like the goofiest possible way that just shows how good Fast 5 is. Um, and also, isn't it crazy that they shot the Fast 10 sequence on film? Yeah, it's and you can you you can tell it's a very it is a it's a very it's a very abrupt jump. Um, but Fast Five, uh, probably the high point of the Fast and Furious franchise for many. Uh, I like Six. Uh, that's my like sneaky take on those movies. Is Six is my favorite, but Fast Five is my pick. Uh, and taking April off the board for you guys, David. Okay. You're up. So I'm down to May or June. Um, both these movies are movies that like I like I, I like. But I'm gonna go for my June pick because I I watched it again recently, which is X Men First Class. The advent of the nuclear age may have accelerated the mutation process. Individuals with extraordinary abilities may already be among us. Thank you very much, McTaggart. You really think that some crackpot scientist is gonna make me believe in sparkly dames and vanishing men? You just bought yourself a one-way ticket back to the typing pool. This meeting is over. Uh, please sit down, Agent McTaggart. I didn't really expect you to believe me, given that all you could think about during my presentation was what sort of pie they were serving in the commissary. It's apple pecan. I haven't been entirely honest with you, love. I'm sorry. You see, one of the many spectacular things my mutation allows me to do is that I can read your mind. I've seen this before in a magic show. Are you going to ask us to think of a number between 1 and 10 now? <laughs> no, Agent Stracker, although um, I could ask you about your son, William, who you were thinking about, which is very nice, but I think I'd rather ask you about the Jupiter missiles America are currently placing in Turkey. Watching those movies, especially that one, makes you realize that, like, Michael Fassbender is probably the best part of, like, a lot of those movies, but James McAvoy is, like, really, like, quietly quite good in that kind of, you know, that kind of role that, like, people will assume, you know, if you say to them, like, you know, Professor X, um, again, they'll be like, why are you talking to me? I don't know who you are. But then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, Patrick Stewart, of course, um, star of a, a great Super Bowl uh, commercial recently, um, Patrick Stewart. Hang on, I'm cutting you off just to say, 
Paramount Plus. Uh, this episode is not brought to you by Paramount Plus. <laughs> However, that ad is very good. <laughs> uh, it's so, a. Yeah. It's so crazy. It is. It's so good. Um, but yeah, X Men First Class. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, uh, the mind behind Argyle. Um, I I don't really care for Matthew Vaughn really at all at all. Seriously, but like, like. Yeah. Twisted mind. The twisted Argyle. mind of Matthew Vaughn brought you uh January Jones as Emma Frost kind of um that performance is, is there's like performances in that movie that aren't like I don't want to say they're they're bad or they're they're strange, but they are quite not what you'd expect from a movie like that. Um yeah. you want to yeah. say they're quite bad and or strange. Yeah. Um <laughs> all I'll say is that like there are some performances in that movie that are like, you know. They really went for it, and I think it's a good movie. Um, Kevin Bacon's in it, and Kevin Bacon, kind of the patron saint of naming some guys because everything you name a guy is probably Kevin Bacon knows. But yeah, that's X Men First Class June. Okay, Alexander, over to you. Okay, I'm gonna go down a few more months to September. And oh, he's, pick... he's skipping to his September pick. <laughs> I yeah yeah um yeah yeah I'm I'm getting sneaky on you. I am. I'm going to go with uh, Kenneth Lonergan's Margaret. What happened to you? Nothing. Do you want to tell us about it? I think I can handle this part myself. According to the statement, the light was green when the bus passed through the intersection? Yes. So you're saying she walked against the light? I know you feel a sense of responsibility about what happened, but you can't not do your homework and you can't throw away your scholarship because of it. Bus driver probably has a family to support. Do you remember me from the bus accident? It's a tragedy. You cannot bring her back. I'm talking about telling the accident investigators what really happened. But you already talked to them. I know that, but I lied. You're going to go home, you're going to do your homework, and I'm going to lose my job. And who's going to take care of my family? You? Uh, shot in, 20, in 2007, uh, formally released in 2011. Um, one of the best film, the best film of 2011, but also one of the best films of that decade and, and century uh just a really uh i mean p- people have already have sung the praises of margaret enough um it, it, it's a, like a, just a, a amazing totemic you know beautiful movie about like about grief and, and and but also like but also like being a teenager and thinking and thinking you're and taking your instructable until you are not um mm-hmm. it has like several of the best performances of, 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 of that, of that decade. Uh, it's still my, still my favorite Lonergan. Um, that, that, that is a very, very hard, uh, bar to cross. Um, I, it's a thing I try, I try to watch at least once a year. Uh, it's a very special movie. Uh, yeah. Margaret. I haven't seen it yet, David. I know you were given like a big, big thumbs up there. So Margaret is, 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 you know, there's movies and there's Margaret up here. It is, yeah. Margaret, I, I was pronouncing it wrong because yeah, it's, it's a, it's, a yeah. it's 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 more fun to call it Margaret because then it just it just sounds like you're, you're talking about like your friend Margaret. The thing about <laughs> the thing about you jumping to September is that for some reason in my head I was like, okay, we're just going like we'll go section by section. It's like round one, January to March, round two, and then I was like, but we never actually established that. So yeah, as soon as you went with September, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, you're up next for pick for your for your third of four picks. I'm going to go to October and I'm going to pick Real Steel. Wait a second, Bert. Are you serious? 
Charlie Ken is shadow boxing just outside the ring. Tim, it looks like Adam has a shadow function. So basically, that means Charlie Kenton is fighting the last round of this fight against Zeus. Well, I tell you what, it doesn't seem to be much help because Adam is backed up against the ropes again. Takamashido supervising personally as Zeus hammers down, furiously trying to end this thing once and for all. I gotta tell you folks, the champ looks tired. This robot seems to be running on empty. Sean, Sean Levy's Real Steel, uh, starring Hugh Jackman. Um, a very, a very solid movie that was kind of pegged as like a as a good as a good dumb family franchise starter that never really happened i'm calling I'm, I'm calling a rule thing here we all need a we all need a movie from each of the four october oh hang on september and october in the different quadrants never mind oh, i opened up i opened up the, the page wrong i was like those are too close together that can't be it wait a second um but it's go back to talking about real steel Cut this out. Um, Cut, yeah. Cut this out. But, I mean, yeah. Don't don't make me look like. <laughs> <laughs> I have not I have not seen Real Steel in a number of years, but I but it, but it's a. I remember thinking it was it was it was a lot of fun. It has it, it's gonna it's got like a really really good Jack and performance. The the effects on all of the robot boxers still look really uh, like really tactile and really and really and and, and really cool. Like, I've still like never really seen robot design in in like any you know, in any medium that like looks quite like real steel. Um, it's probably the best thing Sean, Sean Levy's directed, like, I guess by default, um, I guess, I mean, not, not counting, not, not counting like, you know, TV stuff, but it's, a, but, um, but yeah, I, I've, um, I, it has been something where, where I, I will be reminded of it every now and again. And I'll think, Oh, real steel that, that I remember liking that, that that's probably still good. Right. Um, but, but never actually go to rewatch, but I, I will, I am planning on rewatching it uh, fairly soon. This is the thing about me calling BS on the on September October mistakenly. Was I doing that for real? Yeah, or was I maybe doing it because I'm now upset that I can't choose in time by Andrew Nichol? <laughs> <laughs> Which, when I scrolled by it, I went, "Oh my god!" That in time has like just because we're going to talk about this very briefly. One, I did not realize the the depth of this cast. I knew the top line, cast. but yes. in time has one of the great sci-fi premises it, 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 it really does which was like the it was the only thing that people talked about like like around around its release it's a the the mechanics of it are of like in universe are so weird and only get like weirder the the deeper you the deeper you go into it i should it's a it's 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 kind it's it's kind of it's kind of a lot like it, it it looks tremendous. It's got like it's like shot by by like Roger Deakins. It's 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 like it has a lot of like really good like sort of like nighttime LA action action photography. Um, but it's got but, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like it is. Yeah, it's like Timberlake during the like you know you know I am a I am a proper you know capital M movie star era. Like it, that, that was that was fairly short lived, but it's a yeah. Pam Seyfried, you you got Killian Murphy, Lily Wild, uh, Matt Bomer, you've got um, uh, um, yeah, Vincent Carthizer. Yeah, it, it's a yeah, wild cast, but um, it's a what a cast yeah, it, all yeah. led by the movie star that is Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Back to music. This episode brought to you by. 
absolutely not brought to you by Justin Timberlake's music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything I thought I was uh, in in stores uh, sometime in March. I don't know. I Um, I was I was shocked. I I finally listened to his new song, and I was kind of shocked that he didn't do. He's not in like a new era. Like it just it sounds like how old is he now? He is forty two. I want to say forty three. Like it just sounds like forty three year old of the same versions of songs he was singing. Like. That he could be singing yeah. at twenty at, at my age at twenty at twenty four, and there's no a, like, like there's nothing like that's like it doesn't work the same way. I think that was a very conscious choice because Man, Man, Man of the Woods when that came out in twenty eighteen that was a very conscious like I am switching to like a you know I am like going I am like I'm not I'm like going country but in like a very weird roundabout way that that didn't that didn't work and then like blew up in his face and now he and, and now he is like i am justin timberlake again i am there isn't there i'm not doing any i'm not doing any trickery i'm just doing like i am here to remind you that that you once like me and i am still doing the thing i'm doing we should get a justin, and, we should get a justin timberlake jimmy fallon movie this is a separate thought we should just see what happens if you need the two of them as starring they were i swear there was a you know, they were developing something for them for themselves years ago, but it just never got got off the ground. And and I, I, I really wonder what 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 it would have been. Okay, David, back to you for pick three. I agree. By the way, just keeping things moving because I realize there's a forty minute Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out here. This is um, this is a movie that I've seen that um, I'm not sure either of you would have picked. But it's one that I think has to be on a list. If you're talking about 2011, um, we're going to July and we're going with Larry Crown. In the Navy, I went around the world five times. I saw the Aurora Borealis. I had <laughs> shore leave in Australia a couple of times, quite memorable. And I saw the Great Lakes from the rail of a missile frigate while I was on the Great Lakes. I boiled and peeled and mashed and hashed an awful lot of potatoes. <laughs> I saw pasta once a week, Spaghetti Wednesdays, when uh, I was in charge of the galley. I learned a lot of geography in the Navy, but I would never be able to communicate it to you with such ease uh, uh, unless I had taken uh, a class like, like this. I believe it was George Bernard Shaw who once quipped, a fool's brain digests philosophy into folly, science into superstition, and art into pedantry. Hence, a university education. Sounds to me like George Bernard Shaw must have taken a college class, maybe even speech 217, the art of informal remarks. Ding, ding, applause, please. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I haven't seen Larry Crown. I do think I would like Larry Crown. He's got the the cane with the crown. Yeah, it's... um, I'm talking about him as a person, by the way. Not talking about the movie, I'm just talking about Larry Crown, the individual. Larry Crown is, in Larry Crown, is a very... he's He's just an exceedingly decent man. Just mm-hmm. everyone likes him. Um, 
Ex- except his boss who fires him in the first uh, 10 minutes, who I believe is played by Brian Cranston. But um, uh, Larry, Larry Crown, a movie that I remember not really thinking much of when I saw it. Um, maybe, maybe I would like it more now. But... He's Larry Crown. What more can you say? Just that he's yeah. Larry Crown. Yeah. It's over to me. I'm choosing. Let's see. I'm going to go with my November selection. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go with my November selection. And there's some good stuff on the board, but I don't think that you get the picture of 2011 in film if I don't take Jack and Jill. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Mr. Popcorn. Is that Al Pacino? Are you kidding me? How you doing? Listen, I got a little something here for Ms. Sadelstein. My God, she's not here right now. Oh, well, that's our loss, isn't it? Have you any idea when she might be coming home? Hopefully soon. You know what? I hope so. I'm waiting on her, too. And I wanted to tell you, Al, if she wasn't receptive the other night, sister... Oh my God. I know she's in here, Popcorn. How'd you get over the fence? Chill. Come on. You want me to get you something to Remember, eat? Or, uh, all I want to do is make you happy. Uh-huh. I want to see you. I want to know that you exist. That I'm not just imagining you. Al, she really isn't here. <laughs> For real. She sleeps here? She does. She sleeps here. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry, you have to see that. She sleeps with someone? No, 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 no. That's that's a bird. That's not a human. No, no problems. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. How does this happen? Ow, I wouldn't lay there. That's not. Uh... Oh. <sighs> she leaves an after scent. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was I was hoping someone would, would would grab that. Like like just to look at November and the the options I had. Um. I did briefly consider Tower Heist, which I watched on TV one time, but really it was Jack and Jill, The Descendants. I didn't really think about Happy Feet 2 as an option here that much. Hugo was big, and The Muppets was huge for me personally. That Muppets movie was very big. That I'll get into another time, because that's a whole 2011 context episode of its own, mm-hmm. um, I think. But but for me, I think you don't get the picture of, you know, of 2011 in movies if you don't get the whole thing surrounding Jack and Jill, which I think is underrated. Like, it's so funny. I'm doing, like, my Bill Simmons, like, is this so overrated? It's underrated? Kind of thing. But, like, Jack and Jill, I think, gets a lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah, that movie's got stuff. And it's got a lot. Like, I get that the last 30 minutes is, like, a cruise advertisement. Like, I get it. I do also think that if you have Al Pacino playing himself at that particular pitch that your movie deserves more recognition than you'd think um even like you know like forcing him into ads the way they do like Mm -hmm. Chino being that movie's legacy is like well that's worth the movie to me like i don't know oh that's from a bad movie like come on like if jack and jill produced that we should maybe revisit jack and jill Mm -hmm. chino i I will say this right here on my on my personal awards ballot that i do you know each year i have pacino in my supporting actor uh lineup that year i think he is tremendously good Mm -hmm. not many uh, i i think it's very difficult to play yourself like this is a thing i think i think about a lot especially with like something like uncut gems and like kevin garnett like it's very difficult to play yourself at a pitch that doesn't take you out of the movie um and some things about adam's family movies are that they're kind of in this like is 
they're so, I say they're so commercial, but they're so like advertising friendly that it doesn't jump at me that someone's playing themselves. Like you've had Bob Barker, like you have these kinds of performances where it kind of just fits in because it's present day and there's probably a celebrity around. Um, but the thing about Al Pacino and Jack and Jill is it's just like of a piece. Like, I don't really know how that movie works. If you do like a guy playing a movie star, I'm sure it works great. But Al Pacino as himself is like that. Like it just slips right in. So that was my pick for November. What else can I pick? October's off the board. Uh, that means I took December out. There's a lot of good December options for you, David. Mm -hmm. um, September's off the board. Let's see. I'm going to go to August. That's what I've got to pick. And I'm going to take Rise of the Planet of the Apes. What the hell do you think you're doing, huh? vacation i went on vacation with my dad we we're going to see baseball um and we'd go to the movie theater uh there we'd go to the movie theater in the city we were in and we usually went to you know we went to see something new and so i remember giving a few options what we ended up choosing in 2010 uh we went to see the other guys that was kind of the first year of this trip 2011 we went to see rise of the planet of the apes afterwards we were like well that was okay like we didn't like we weren't bowled over by it or anything we thought it was pretty good. But, you know, I think the later two, I really like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes better than I like Rise. Um, but Rise is a really good table setter for what was to come. Um, one of the best kind of trilogies. I guess there's another one coming now. Um, it's its own thing of the last 10, 15 years. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Very good movie. Uh I'm going to skip over, I'm going to say his name, but then skip over the fact that he's in it. James Franco, um, John Lithgow, incredible in it. Uh, and, you know, of course, the great, uh, the great Caesar himself. The Cirque, the Cirque, 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 Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that came to me and I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, Andy Serkis is great in the movie. It's a good movie. Um, it also meant that I couldn't take 30 minutes or less, uh, which I also considered with this pick. And that's it for my picks. I could have changed. Oh, we also almost saw the change up. Uh, the options that were on the board that we didn't end up seeing, uh, the change up, 
I remember. I almost wanted to see Cowboys and Aliens. And uh, I wanted to see Crazy Stupid Love. We were talked about Crazy Stupid Love, which we didn't see. But now both my dad and I are like, that's one of the best. We both love Crazy. But we love that movie. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a household favorite. Um, um, for example, speaking of Kevin Bacon, mm -hmm. uh, David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. They they say his name like seventy different times. It's it is yeah. It's th that is the one thing I like that has like remains with me from Crazy Stupid Love is just how often they say the name David, David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. Okay, David Lindhagen. Uh, and David, over to you. You you guys can finish these last two picks real quick. We got just under mm -hmm. eight minutes on the forty minute timer. Uh, December. I'm going to talk about a film that uh, I actually went to see at my dad um, on a school night, no less, um, because he really wanted to see it. So he brought my sister and I to see it. And that is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. There is a house somewhere in this city where Alaline and the others meet Witchcraft's London representative. I thought Lakin had made it clear to you. Keep your nose bloody well out of witchcraft's business. Slaycon's advice, I'm following. You told me to follow in Control's footsteps. I wouldn't consider that sound advice, given the mess Control left us with. It has taken Alaline, and, if I may say so myself, this long to get us back in the game. The man Alaline and the others meet is called Polyakov. You believe his role is to bring information from witchcraft to you. His real role is to receive information from the mole. To take back to Khan. <laughs> that, uh, that's not possible. Made possible by you in the house which you persuaded the treasury to pay for. Witchcraft's intelligence is genuine. It's been gold. It's just enough. Glitter amongst the chicken feed. Control didn't believe in miracles and he didn't believe in witchcraft, but you were lazy and you were greedy and so you hounded him out of the circus and you let Carla in. Good film. Uh, it was it was fun to see on a school night because I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing homework. I'm, I'm going to see, see a movie. Um, and it was a good movie to see. And I was 14 years old. Um, um, that's, <laughs> but, well, that's yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a good story. You know, you've got good cast, uh, good directors. Some good movies on the board there that you, mm -hmm. that you left in December. Uh, uh, I left um, We Bought a Zoo. Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, the Zoo. double Spielberg year. Yeah. New, New, New Year's Eve, you've got Young Adult. Uh, you've got um, Sherlock Holmes colon A Game of Shadows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, over to, over to you, Alexander, for the final pick of the draft. Uh, what, what month is, is on the board still? There's one month left, which is the crazy part. I think it's, let's see. It's May, I believe. It's gonna be okay. May. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be May. Um, okay, May. Oh, oh, perfect. Okay, I'm going to select a uh, priest. Now we can do this the easy way. I've always preferred the hallway. Tell me where they took the girl. Haven't you done enough already, priest? Tell me! Look around you. 
Look what you've done to them. They once ruled this land. They were warriors. They were gods. They were murderers. They were what nature made them to be. Just like you. You got ten seconds to start talking. Well, ten seconds is all I need. You're too late, priest. This is their time now. They get you gun arm. Why? You're gonna need it. Are either of you aware of the film Priest? Yes. No. Um, it was on Netflix a lot. Uh, at that time, it's, I used to see it all the time. In a world where, like, va- where like vampires have, like, where like vampires are secretly uh, in, in conflict with each other, and Paul Bettany is a uh, he is a warrior priest, uh, and his name is also Priest, and he. Um, <gasps> Uh, and he, yeah, it's it, it's very yeah, it's very underworld core. It's it's so it's so it's it's so stupid. Um, I I have I have not seen it in 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 in, in, in quite a while. But um, it's a it's a real odd duck of a movie. Um, uh, Gennady Tartakovsky worked on it. Um, it's also got like you've got Carl Urban showing up. Uh, Brad Dourif, uh, young Lily Collins. I think like Christopher Plummer's there too. Um, it's but it, yeah, a, a famously like pretty expensive, uh, weird flop. Um, that will maybe be covered by me on a podcast someday. Wink, wink. Wow. So that's our draft. Uh, I selected. I guess everyone can recap their picks if they remember I, them. There'll be a list somewhere. Uh, <laughs> you make a loop. <laughs> uh, we should be organizing this. I chose the Green Hornet. Uh, I chose Fast Five. I chose uh, Jack and Jill. And I chose. Uh, and I chose Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Those were my four. Um, I chose Rango, I chose Priest, I chose Real Steel, and is that it? Is that all of them? Priest, uh, Rango, Real Steel. Is there... I'm sure I'm getting one more. Um, but uh, whatever the fourth movie I chose, I, I, I was very smart to choose that. It, it, it was a good choice. Mm-hmm. And David chose four movies. I chose Larry yes. Crown, and that's all that matters at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, so. This is a note for ourselves for future episodes of the podcast. Be a little more organized in keeping track of very short drafts. I chose, I chose Margaret. Mar- Margaret was the other one. Margaret. Um, that being said, now is usually when we start uh, naming some guys. We've been doing that for a little bit and just kind of doing this draft. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can start, and we'll just kind of go around mm-hmm. uh, to to wrap up. Um, David Lindhagen, um, <laughs> priest. Um, Larry Crown. Uh, Rupert Wyatt. Uh, Jonathan Hidari. Um, Rasmus Hoyland. John Krasinski. Uh, which road dollar had? Um, Gabe. David. Alexander. <laughs> Made you say your own name. Uh, that's been the podcast, episode three. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to 
do all of the classic things that you do with podcasts and mm -hmm. YouTube videos or whatever it might be, you know, that we're not on YouTube, but just, you know, it's all similar. It's all a similar economy. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, like, uh, follow, tell your friends to listen. Actually, you know, depends. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> uh, maybe don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the kind of the parting thought we'd like to leave you here with today is more movies should be named uh for their lead character mm -hmm. paul priest that's and and other examples larry crown larry crown see <laughs> once <laughs> no one margaret is named margaret but 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 uh, paul, I, I say it's still priest larry crown mm -hmm. margaret don't look at the margaret example <laughs> don't fact check us <laughs> margaret paul larry crown Jeff and priest margaret margaret Jeff the special Jack and Jill. Mm -hmm. Jack and Jill. In this economy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>